And so he's not saying prepare for kingdom principles, how to apply kingdom principles in your life. He's first trying to establish who the king is. And he's saying that there's someone that's coming that's going to be, here it is, the savior of the world. What's so powerful about that is this. He's never seen Jesus before, even though that's his cousin. The last time, according to scripture, that we know that John the Baptist saw Jesus is when they were both in their mother's womb. But he's so engrafted in the concept of the Messiah that he does not have to see his face to know that he's real. Watch this. For all the people who have been called and, uh, or they feel a, a desire for apologetics, the thing that you will always fight against is talking to a group of people who are not yet ready to hear. And the truth of the matter is, Paul is the most brilliant man in Old Testament or in New Testament. He knew the scriptures, the Torah, the Pentateuch, if you will. He understood the concept of Yahweh. Yet and still, outside of his conversion, he crucified, killed, and imprisoned Christians. Y'all remember Deacon Stephen? Well, Paul is, at that time, Saul, he's responsible for Stephen's death. He watched it. He commanded it. Because you can, you can, you can try to argue with people about the existence of God and the existence of Christ. But until, hear this, y'all, they are ready, they'll never hear you. They'll never hear you. There are some people, this is what I believe, there are some people who will never agree with the concept of the kingdom of God. There are people who will never believe that they need Jesus. There are people that will never believe they need church. They need pastors. They need the word of God. We're still having, I'm, I'm assuming that Paul would, would, would say, why are we talking about white and black in the scripture? And the reason I believe Paul would say that is because if you're not Jew anyway, you're considered Gentile. And Christ died for both and Gentile. Interesting. Watch this. Matthew 11, which is our anchor scripture. Verse 12 says, from the days of John the Baptist, pay attention class, until now the kingdom of heaven. Now, who's talking here? Watch this. We know that John the Baptist is the, the one that prepares us 
for the coming of Christ. But now we see Matthew 11 and 12 says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven. Until now. Who's talking here? So what Jesus is saying, watch this, from the days of John, the one who prepared you for the kingdom of heaven until this very moment. Watch this. The kingdom of heaven suffers violent. Suffers violent assault. So this is what Jesus is saying. That the kingdom, is, the kingdom of heaven is now. How? Where is it? Jesus says, John prepared, but it's now. So from John's existence to now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered, it suffered violent assault. So watch this. This is not the class for it. But Jesus is saying that I am the now. That I am what John was preparing you for. So we have to understand that in the context of John the Baptist and in the context of this text, Jesus is not talking about a kingdom. He's talking about a king. That, that the problem with kingdom principle is, uh, is this. You can go to hell practicing kingdom principles. Because, don't miss it, I, got to, I have to accept the king. Pay attention, class. Tithing ain't for Christians. Tithing is for anyone that believes in a higher system. So anybody can tithe. But you can tithe and not believe in the Christ. So hear this. Pay attention. And here's the point. But Jesus is saying this, that the kingdom of heaven suffers violent assault and violent men seize it by what? Now, because of the mis-exegesis of text, we think that I don't know what we think when we quote this. But it's not what we think it means. Write this down. Context is king. Every text, people say this all the time, y'all, that the Bible is full of contradictions. It is absolutely not full of contradictions. There are no contradictions in text. How do I read the Bible? Y'all ready? I compare the Bible with the Bible. This very text right here, I'll show it to you in a minute. I'll show you how Amos suggests some similar things. So there's always a parallel. So don't say it contradicts. Say that you're not intelligent enough to understand it. 
The Bible does not contradict itself. Okay, watch this. Pay attention. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent taketh by force. This is what Jesus is saying. Ever since John started preaching about me, the masses have heard his message and want it more. Yeah, wrong church. I need to go somewhere else because that right there messed me up. That the kingdom suffers violence. Jesus is using this figurative phrase to describe that since John the Baptist started preaching about the coming of a Messiah, the masses have been flooding trying to figure out who, what, when, where, how, and why. So what he's saying is uh, that when I would preach, uh, I never got a a chance to be alone because uh, somebody would bum rush me. Crowds would always gather trying to figure out uh, who is this uh, Messiah that you speak of. Then Jesus says, uh, and and just like John, everywhere I go, uh, someone is trying to hear what I am preaching. Someone has been, uh, uh, get this, aggressive for the gospel I feel this in the Holy Ghost that that it's not about fighting nobody that kingdom suffer the violence is not about beating nobody up that the context of what Jesus is saying is that people here it is that I am in demand and people will rip off rooftops just to get the lame man to see me that people will press through the crowds even though they've had bad diagnosis I heard about a man named Jesus and I don't care how I look come on Zacchaeus climbing up a tree trying to see who is this man called Jesus That it's been, here it is, Jesus says that the message of the kingdom of heaven stirs up aggressive listeners. That when I go into a city, it's always a crowd. When I go into a house, it's always a demand. From my healing. When, 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 when I go into a synagogue, remember ever since the man was 12 years old, they were sitting around listening to him in amazement of his wisdom. What Jesus is saying, and what hear this, Jesus is saying, ever since John started preaching about me, there's always been this demand to want to know him. There's always been this demand. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Pastor V, I'm trying to rush through this. But the truth of the matter is, if I change my voice now and started teaching you on financial synergy if I started teaching you on equity if I started teaching you on stocks if I started teaching you on the market if I started teaching you about trading if I started teaching you about relationships if I started teaching you about five points to get a man and to five points to keep a man you would write down notes and you would be excited and you would pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars to motivate you 
on how to start your business and how to get in a relationship and the five things that men hate you would stand with no problem if I were Ursha Raymond if I were a rapper you wouldn't be so tired to sit down you would stand until your knees got numb oh yeah if we were giving out free food there would be lines around lines in this property but when we start talking about the marvelous works of Jesus watch this this is a generation y'all ready you had to push to get here because you're important not because you wanted to hear a word from God oh yeah and you don't realize how anti-kingdom you are oh I this those in scripture would have a problem and they would run to God they would run to where he was they would run to his presence they would run to sense and be a part of his glory now when you got a problem you need a Sunday off your friends ain't saved your mama and daddy ain't saved your boyfriend got you on crack cocaine and when you get offended or when you get sick or when you go through crisis this is the first place you leave you text in church I ain't talking to you I'm talking about your neighbor you text in church you I have had people tell me that people in my church while I'm preaching have completed websites and have been surfing the internet all while the preaching is going on I'm coming oh yeah I don't know how long I'm gonna live oh in this life there's about to be a target on my back to get rid of me because this man here this african-american negro oh it's no longer titter-tottering with y'all oh i want the kingdom of god i want my son to know god i want to marry a woman that knows jesus it's time out for the fake stuff what is wrong with american churches that we can text and type and do every bill websites all in the presence of god Have asked yourself this question, you may not be saved, you may just be a Christian. Because if you don't have a conviction to be amongst the brethren, I'll make it make sense in a minute. There's no possible way, Brother Minister Pastor Seward, that I can get up every day and not want to be at Encounter. If Encounter shut down right now, I'll take me two weeks off. Third week, I'm finding a church. I'm going over there to Mark Moore's church. I'm going to Apostle Meadows Church. It ain't about personality. It's about his glory. I don't care how big or small. It can be small if it ain't got the glory I ain't going it can be big if you ain't got the glory I ain't going I don't need church I'm going where there's an environment of the glory of God because the kingdom suffers a violent attack so what that means is this here's a shameless plug when you're hungry for the gospel you demand y'all ready leaders you demand nine o'clock services too That, that, that you ain't hungry when the gospel has to be convenient. And this is why I believe God has to take us through the vicissitudes of life. Because it is not until you feel a lump in your breast. 
It is not until uh, you go to the doctor uh, and they say there are some irregularities uh, going on in your body. Uh, it is not until you go through a bad breakup. Uh, it is not until somebody rejects you. Uh, it is not until you get a divorce uh, that you just come on running back uh, to the things of God. Uh, it is the woman with the issue of blood that tried everything else. Uh, but then she pressed to the crowd. Uh, and the scripture says that Jesus looked around and asked the disciples, who touched me? Uh, the disciples, because they don't understand the power of God they said there are many people gathering Jesus said nope I felt virtue leave me that out of the 100 people in here it's only about four that came and said I hate when they close service subconsciously in your soul the soul is the mind the will the emotions subconsciously the person next to you ain't talking about you talking about the person next to you subconsciously we are on your soul schedule Shall I? Uh, 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 um, 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 uh, let me help you. That the praise team won't sing every note right all the time. But when there's already a song in your heart, sometimes you're like, I can't wait for them to shut up. I don't need them. Mm. Y'all need music. Y'all need, you can't even come to prayer. You think it's off when we don't, when the band don't show up to prayer. But when you know Jesus, uh, they're already, there's a harp in your spirit. I worship by my, I don't live with me, but I, I experience a move of God all throughout my house. Man. Watch this. Are you hungry? Not for church men of God, but for the kingdom of God. Do you want him? Did you hear my say? Did you, do you want him or do you want, hear this, y'all ready? That because you are human, you're going to feel. But you have to want him so much that if God ripped the love of my life from me, That's only a piece of me missing. Oh, y'all don't like that. Oh, y'all don't like that. See, the problem is, uh, you got to hear me. Uh, you, you, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Uh, that if you don't hurry up and get God and you get married first, you may not be prepared for what marriage brings you. Uh, that, that everybody want to get married and everybody want to date. But uh, I know this. Uh, hear this. I know how it feels to bury the love of your life. Uh, I know how it feels to plan to get married. Uh, and, and, and you reach over the next day after you find out they're dead. Uh, it's muscle memory to contact them. Uh, and you realize they no longer live on this planet. And, and so what the church has not done is prepared you to find the love of your life. And five years up the road, they're gone. Oh, yeah. And so what we've tried to do is make you a wife before we've made you a woman of God. We've tried to make you a husband before we've tried to make you a man of God. What happens when the love of your life says, I don't like you no more. I want a divorce. What happens when they get in a car wreck and they go see? Jesus how do you live let me tell you how you live if you got Jesus first it may be hard but you can stand through anything you don't have to lose your mind if Jesus is the source of your